This wasn't an animal. And it wasn't human either. Well, it certainly narrows it down. Did the other men see it? I don't think so. You didn't ask them? If they'd have seen it, they'd have told me. They thought Heidi was imagining things. They couldn't possibly think that of you. One word from you, it'd be all over town in a minute. Oh, it's a fine time to have a panic just before our winter carnival. I'm not hiding anything. I didn't tell the men because I wanted to get them out of the area as quick as I could. Not because you have a vested interest in the future of this resort. Grandma, I'm going to try to spell it out for you. Very simple. There's something very strange and very dangerous out there. And if I thought it would stay up there, fine. We could designate the area avalanche prone and just seal it off. Well, if it were going to come any nearer, wouldn't it have done so by now? Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening to Television Movie Night here in the lovely month of March. Coming in like a lion? I think it's windy outside. Out, out like a lamb. Yes. Mark, how's your march going? Do you have, do you have the madness yet? Andrew, I am uh, marching forth into uh, my own depression. Just Hell yeah! Feeling terrible all the time. Uh, Wait a I minute. Th- why, why haven't you did? You've had a full year to really get cozy in your depression, and you're just doing it now. I thought that things were going to be better by now. <laughs> this fucking guy. No, uh, fucking guy. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Andrew, my new thing is to wake up and be like, oh, I guess I should wake up. Or not. And then I just pull the blanket over my head. And yeah. that's, that's every day from now on. Yes. Yes. Finally. Somebody understands the human experience. This, you, you've got yeah, it. You figured I'm a, it out. I'm a real hero. I went and got boba today. You're a big boba guy. Andrew, Where? what is your boba spawn? Uh, I go to boba time in that really poorly timed, like, north, like, it's, it's like NoHo West or something like that. Basically, it's a big complex that just opened, like, I want to say two months ago that is like live work lofts. So there's a Trader Joe's that's there and a bunch of like shops plus and a bunch condos, of they over, wanted... incredibly overpriced condos. Yeah. yeah. And there's supposed to be a 24 hour fitness that's going in and a bunch of other stuff. And it's like, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Do you have money? You don't? Ah, oh, we're screwed. Uh, but they have a boba place there. They have a boba place, Jersey Mike's. Uh, California Fish Grill. Oh, I don't um, like that place. Seas Candy. Oh, that's fun. Uh, there's a Starbucks that opened that looked like the loneliest Starbucks because there was literally no one there. <laughs> the only Starbucks that no one will visit. Yeah. But I was there and uh, just like every other Trader Joe's, it is just the deadliest parking lot. Yeah. The smallest and deadliest parking lot that you could possibly imagine. Andrew, and- this is... This is the thing in LA, like condos that have Trader Joe's in the bottom floor. Just attach them. 
Would that be an incentive to you to move into a place or would you be like, no, oh, God, no, thank you. Well, no, because especially now in in covid times, like every time that we have gone there, there is a staggered line out the door. And I I like Trader Joe's. And if I just had immediate access to it to just pop down there and get a snack, and yeah, get like sure. a pack of sausages or can of noodles or whatever. Yes. But like to have it be like your corner bodega or whatever the analogy is. No, absolutely no, I'm, not. I'm asking you, I'm asking you, it's not COVID times. Okay. Is that a, is that a deal maker for you? To have a Trader Joe's right at my fingertips. Like they're the like, bottom. look, there's a Trader Joe's at the bottom of the elevator. Would I be willing to pay the extra 700 or $800 that they're anticipating that that no 100, $100,000. Well, I'm saying place. per month is what I'm saying. So am I. All right. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I have, I have no problem going up and no, have, no, the, I, there would be no incentive to me. I hate going to Trader Joe's. I like their products. I hate going to Trader Joe's because I hate everyone that goes to Trader Joe's, <laughs> including yourself. Very much so. Mirrors, and you're like, I hate that guy. That guy Mother sucks. Son of a bitch. Stupid. What is he buying? Oh, pot stickers. He's never going to cook those. They're going to live in his freezer yeah, for days. Frozen meatballs. He's just going to eat those peanut butter pretzels. He's going to eat those in the fucking car like the best That's all he wants. He hate him. Uh, the reason I bring it up, though, is I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I got cut off by Cal Penn leaving the parking lot. <laughs> Uh-huh. Star of uh, Harold and Kumar. Star of um, House, House for multiple seasons. Star of the show I worked on, Superhuman. Yeah. I don't know if you recognize me behind my mask, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident it was him. Did you say to him, Kaspelsnik? <laughs> yes, I did. And he, he his eyes widened. He knew exactly he was like, what I was oh, referring you. to. Uh, no, he was pulling through a spot and just, just... <laughs> no, he got angry. He was like, oh my God, that robot's alive. <laughs> These self-driving cars, we had them for years. No, he pulled through a spot and just, no, no, no regard for me. But I guess, you know, if you're in a Trader Joe's spot, it doesn't matter if you're fucking Cal Penn or you're some fat asshole eating peanut butter pretzels and drinking in a the large car. tiger milk boba like I was. Yeah. You could just, just floor it. Just go bananas, especially when you're because because here's the thing. NoHo West, it's their own. They make their own laws. All right. It's it is that is sovereign nation. So if you go there, be prepared. Back to you, Mark. Andrew, that dog is amazingly distracting. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) I think they were right. (laughs) He's enjoying it. I have a dog of my background. I can those, see his teats, man. For, for those of you, for those of you uh, who don't get the video podcast, uh, my background right now is a dog uh, slowly eating a birthday cake, and Mark is just distracted by it. It's, it's it's a little too much. Speaking of big fat monsters, Mark, television movie night, your home and resource for made for TV movies. Here in the month of March, we are watching monster movies. Scary. Woo. The real madness, monster madness. Uh, yeah. Our first monster mash this month is entitled Snow Beast. And we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call, well, what do you know? 
Mark. Snow Beast. One word, no exclamation mark. No. To be kind of just letting it be. Just Snow yeah, Beast. Not in so many words, you know, Snow Beast. Debuted on uh, April 28th, 1977 on NBC. About a month before the release of Star Wars in theaters. How about, uh, where does that compare to Jaws? Jaws was 76? Two, year, two years after Jaws came out. Curious. Wearying. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is starring Bo Svensson. Star of uh, numerous Tarantino films. That's true. Including uh, uh, Kill Bill Vol- Volume 2 and... Uh, Glorious Bastards. Glorious Bastards, he's in there. Uh, you might know him more recently as uh, the star of Wizards of the Lost Kingdom, which just that appeared unlikely. on the most recent season of Mystery Science Theater 3000. They did both of them. That was fun, yeah. Also starring Yvette Mimu. Yvette Mimu. Yvette Mimu. Also um, starring Andrew Woods. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. Clint Walker. Clint Walker from. No, you go ahead. Clint Walker from. Killdozer. Killdozer, of course. Now that has an explanation. One of the greatest monster features of all time. And Sylvia Sidney from uh, Do Not Fold, Spindle, or Mutilate. This was written by Joseph Stefano, who we have talked about before. He uh, adapted the book. No, he, he wrote one of the most important screenplays of all time, Home for the Holidays. Home for the Holidays, of course, of course. And then he's also, he's, if you look further down his IMDb page, he also wrote Psycho. Some for... other Falderall. Yes, uh, adapted Psycho. Also wrote one of our Christmas classics here on Television Movie Night, Home for the Holidays. And this is directed by... Herb Wallerstein, who... If you uh, saw Herb Wallerstein on a set, uh, you got a free Whopper. <laughs> Is that correct, Andrew? Is that cut, how that whole, this, whole thing cut works? This, cut this. Cut, cut his mic. <laughs> I hate cut, it. Cut his mic. It take, has to go. Take him down the mix. Uh, an associate director on stuff like Rin Tin Tin up through the 80s. Uh, here's a fun tidbit from his Wikipedia, Mark. Oh. <laughs> Permit me to read. On the evening of September 27th, 1985, Wallerstein went to the supermarket. When he returned, he and the housekeeper, Myra Melendez Lopez, an immigrant from El Salvador, had a struggle. According to Lopez, Wallerstein had assaulted her several times that night. Lopez had claimed that he had thrown ice cream in her face and pummeled her repeatedly, giving her a black eye. After that, Lopez arose from the kitchen floor and proceeded to hit Wallerstein in the head with a baseball bat. To cover up the slaying, Lopez and her boyfriend dragged Wallerstein's body to the boyfriend's car and drove two blocks. The car was then set ablaze and discovered by firefighters on September 29th. On November 26th, 1985, Lopez was arrested and on the 28th arraigned on murder. On December 11th, 1985, a preliminary hearing for Lopez was held in Van Nuys. Lopez's trial was held on July 1986. After two and a half days of deliberation on July 16th, a jury at the Van Nuys Superior Court found Lopez not guilty All right. of voluntary and involuntary manslaughter and charges of arson in Wallerstein's death. Andrew, Which, let me ask you a question. Yes, in All the right. back. Go ahead. Um, look, how hard is any of this story to believe? 
you're in the kitchen. I'm in you, the kitchen. You go to look. No, you were just talking about how much you hate going to Trader Joe's. That's true. All right. You go to Trader Joe's with another person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's frustrating. You can't park. Um, Zach Galifianakis or whoever parks in front of you. You pick up some uh, orange sherbet ice cream. Mm-hmm. You come back to your place. You're trying to put it away. There's not enough room in the fridge. You're like, oh, do we move the ice tray? And you're like, but I want the ice. And they're like, but we have enough ice for a couple of days. And you're like, yeah, but I need to know that there's enough ice. But like the ice cream, it's not going to work. Then, then you grab the kitchen baseball bat. Of course. Because you're upset. And, you know, you just things, start swinging. Things happen. The kitchen baseball bat. It's going to hit someone. <sighs> I uh, this was a wild story to just come across when you're just looking up someone's like IMDb or Wikipedia page. But yeah, uh, Herb Wallerstein, apparently a very uh, complicated director, <laughs> uh, bludgeoned to death and then burned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sucks. Mark, what did you think Snow Beast was going to be about? Uh, Andrew, I thought Snow Beast was going to be lame. Uh <laughs> I thought boy, was, boy, were you wrong. I thought there was going to be a lot of skiing. Uh, mm. To be honest with you, I was hoping that it was going to be like Hot Dog the movie. Uh, a perennial 80s classic. Just a lot of like people doing uh, flips and cross-ups and maybe and a couple there, of sexy women. Yeah, there's like there's still a locker room scene where someone puts their dick in a hole. Even though Yes, always. Yeah. Always. For some reason, yeah, it's the big, you got the big... The big ski event is next, but uh, someone's got to put their dick in a hole and their dick in a hole and then they can't compete. So the underdog has to go out yeah. and race. They the, get fr- the slalom they get or something. Frostbite on their penis. And then they have to like do a big luge. Yeah. And uh, there's like a, there's like a long scene where a doctor's like, no, this is very serious. You're... <laughs> we may have to amputate your penis. You will I'm, never. Yeah. I'm, Full full function will not return. It like, will not return. Clear. You will not be able to hold your urine. <laughs> you will not be able to please another person. Yeah, you're going to have a, a, a bag strapped to your leg at all times that will be yeah. filled with your urine. Just to be clear, he said, oh, but what about the big race? <laughs> and he's like, no, you can do the big race. Dun, 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 all right. As, as we see the bag of urine and then he empties open. no yeah. the guy's coming behind him and he's yes. catching up he empties the bag of urine turns it to ice turns the snow to ice the guy spins out this is fails. all right okay all right now okay now it's, now it's a show let's, let's hold on a second let's write this down here uh yeah this seemed like a jaws knockoff that just happened to be set in a ski lodge but we'll see how close it is to jaws as we go through it Act one, we get establishing shots of snow-covered trees as two ladies go zipping through. It's fun (laughs) ski times here in the mountains. But a big claw comes out of nowhere. Stakes are set, Mark. It's that storytelling is that simple. Yes. You have two two dames, you have two two dames skiing, two snow bunnies. Yep. And they're like, boy, it's fun to ski. And then one of them's like, did you hear about the monster? And they're like, no. <laughs> and then a monster appears. And a monster appears again. This is it's simple. It's like Shakespeare. Yeah. All right. We know the audience knows there's a bomb inside that 
monster. So that's what the yes. tension rises from. One of them worries, yes, they're two skiers. Or one of them worries because they think that there's something funny. She has a very weird accent in this movie. She says, there's something funny. They notice some big footprints on the ground and then they hear roaring. One of them just like hauls ass. She's like, <laughs> fuck this. No problem. Off she goes. Meanwhile, the other one, guess what, Mark? Gets snow beasted. Just killed by a snow beast. Snow beast. Well, technically killed by a POV shot, but <laughs> we, the audience, know she got snow beasted. Just, just like that gypsy said. <laughs> That's right. You will be killed by a snow beast. Point of view camera. She's like, get away from me, old bag. Nah, I'm going to go play. I'm going to go try to win some goldfish. <laughs> You'll be sorry. And then the camera just starts following her. And yeah. She's like, I, yeah, I know there's a POV camera there, but it's not going to hurt me. It's fine. We're at the real lodge. It's terrible name. The what? What? Mrs. R- real, real, I L L real, real lodge. Yeah. I was like saying it over and over again out loud to myself. I was like, real lodge. Weight loss clinic. clinic. I was like, there's a lot real of lodge. <laughs> real lodge. Relage. I'm here up at the relage. It's beautiful. The relagio. I love, I, I love. The- they got the snow fountain. And snow, it goes off every hour. It's beautiful. It's set to Vivaldi's rites of spring at the <laughs> at the Relagio. Plays Lee Greenwood's proud to be <laughs> proud to be an American. No one's taking a knee here at the snow fountains at the Relagio. It's the fiftieth anniversary of the Winter Carnival. So, what did you get me, Mark? Andrew, the stakes are set. The 50th anniversary of the Winter Carnival? Oh, my God. That's the big one. That's the diamond. Yeah. We're pulling out all the stops. All your favorites are going to be here. Mrs. Rill. um, Uh, Andrew, as you know, the 50th anniversary is the diamond anniversary. So if you're wondering what I got you, it's uh, tickets to a Dodger game. Ooh. Because the field is a diamond oh so you can't be mad at me that i spent 32 dollars on this anniversary gift yeah well i mean i i mean technically i feel feel like the connection is tenuous at best nope nope it's also a diamond. also 32 dollars for two tickets means we are like way up <laughs> we're well, not even it's in for, the, it's we're for not, one ticket i'm gonna stay in the car oh, you're not even gonna come see it with me no they're gonna lose <laughs> They won the World Series, Mark. Yeah. Oh, when when they were playing oh, for the, 60 games. The pandemic World Series. The there's pandemic. A, there's an asterisk. The Astros are real winners because they cheated. They cheated. They banged on a trash can. There's a lot of big events happening here at the I will 50th. Also be banging on a trash can. <laughs> trying to get a raccoon out of there. I'm tired of buying new trash cans. There's a there's a half-eaten hot dog in there that you want, and you're just yeah. trying to scare a raccoon away from it. Ah, get away from there. Bang, 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 bang. Lots of big events happening here at the 50th anniversary winter carnival. We're also introduced to Betty Joe, who is the snow queen. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Real ice queen over yeah. here. Mrs. Rill also has a grandson who is the manager. He's Mr. Manager. Andrew, uh, from the moment this actor shows up on screen, he is playing 
Big. He's see, big. big, big. He's just big. the loudest interactions. It seems like he's in a different county because he is screaming at <laughs> every just, actor. Everything is bellowed by this guy. He must not be worried about avalanches because. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, every other actor is like actually doing their job, but he's like. I'm trying to get rid of a snow beast. There's a monster. And they're like, "Mm, and it's me. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good luck with that. All right. I know how that works out. See you later. The grandson, whose name is Tony uh, and Buster, who is a member of the snow patrol head out on snowmobiles to go check out a problem, which happens to be that woman who got snow beasted earlier. Tony talks problem. Get a real snow beast <laughs> yeah, up on real, the mountain. If you know fucking, what I'm saying. Oh, I hear you, man. I hear you. Saw that lady a mile away. I said, that's, it's going to be a snow beast. <laughs> Tony goes and talks to the girl's friend who sk- skied away like a coward was like, didn't want to get snow beasted. Andrew, did you have the same issue that I did? Uh, when this, when <laughs> Tony goes up to talk to this young woman, she has her beanie off, and I thought that it was a small child who had witnessed <laughs> the incident. Yeah, we're not. We don't really know how old this woman is because because it, it's it seems like a little boy. It seems like Opie is like there was a snow beast, and it took me a minute to be like, "Oh right, that's the other know. friend. This is an that's, adult adult woman here. This is an adult woman, not 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 a little kid that saw what happened. All right." But still the same response is just like you made a big noise as I ran away. Yeah, I got, I got I got scared. I got afraid. She said she doesn't really remember much of what happened, but that it had big footprints. It had oh, a yeah. big, bushy beard. <laughs> Tony is trying to keep this whole monster thing under wraps because, again, you got the 50th anniversary winter carnival. This is a big deal. This is huge. The local right. the affiliates, the, de- the affiliates are coming out to shoot the goddamn thing. Mark the affiliates, not the local guys, the affiliates. Oh my God. NBC four is going to be here. They're coming out. Oh, geez. We got to cover this up fast. Uh, the crew, however, goes out and looks for the friend in the mountains, which gets us our first taste of uh, people skiing. <laughs> which, boy, there's a lot of. You think you you think you had your heart rending fill of people skiing? Well, let me tell you, this movie takes that dial and turns it up to eleven. Uh, no, they're they sweep to the left. Sweep to the right. They French fry and then they pizza and then they French fry and then they pizza. They see the uh, they go through trees, mm-hmm. but not very close. Mm-hmm. But they're like certainly aware of the trees, mm-hmm. and then they keep going. And then it's fun. We're having fun, everybody. We're snow beasting. Yeah. Tony eventually comes across some torn up skis and clothes, and hears a monster's roar while searching for uh, this lady who is pretty clearly dead, but probably dead. Well, uh, we'll just gloss over that meanwhile a man named gar seberg yes gar gar seberg gar seberg the most realagio <laughs> these are all real people's names 
Gar has shown up at the lodge. He is a former Olympic skier, a former gold medalist, actually. But he's been now he's sniffing around the lodge with his wife, Ellen, for a job. Yes, Andrew. Um, We've all been here, folks. Someone comes up to him and is like, oh, my God, you're Gar Seberg. Uh, let me have your autograph. And then he's like, all right, here you go, kid. And then says, anything for a fan. And, they said, and then as, as soon as they leave, he looks at his wife and he says, sure, nice to be like to be liked or wanted by someone. And she's like, yeah, I want to know. And then she walks away. And I was like, I watching this. I was I was thinking it's a little too real, guys. All right. <laughs> I thought this I was thought, a fun. I thought we were going to have a fun romp where some people got snow beasted. I didn't, expect, fun, I didn't expect Yeti to movie. see a, I didn't expect to see a fucking mirror. Yeah, someone being like, "Hey, I'm I'm lonely and sad, even though I'm in a relationship," and they'd be like, "Yeah, guess what? Me too. <laughs> you and me, birds of a feather." Tony goes to Mrs. Rill and says, "There's a monster," and he does his best. Avid. He's like, "Hey, a bot! Yeah, saw, it's you. Uh, I swing through the fences." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Rill says, are you a bad boy? <laughs> he lays a cot on the floor and he Walter says, I'm not, a bad He's not going to do it again. He will not do it again. He's saying, sorry, there was, there was a problem with the audio. Says, I'm not, well, that's, that's not your doing it. fucking fault. Tony goes to Mrs. Rill and says there's a monster up in the woods, but Mrs. Rill says she is worried that this will shut down the carnival. She says, this is what keeps this thing afloat. We can't. This, that's the 50th. The affiliates, Tony. <laughs> Mrs. Rill says, mark off the area, call it an avalanche. Because if you yeah. think it's a monster, you're stupid. You're a stupid idiot, Tony. You stupid idiot. Dumb fucking grandson, stupid idiot. Meanwhile, Gar then shows up and asks Tony for a job while Tony hits on his wife. Yes. It's all very exciting. Does any of this make sense? Is too much happening all at the same time? We got to give stakes, you know? There's a little yeah, bit of backstory. What's the deal with hitting on his wife? Like, there's, that's strange. You can tell that there's, like, a little bit of a thing that the two of them had. The Gar's standing there like some big, fat-faced idiot that's like... And Gar's you, just you, an idiot who's, like, putting up with it? Like, all right, I'm going to go back <laughs> to the guy that you boned? They're friends. They like each other. Tony, however, well, it seems to work out because Tony's like, well, you don't need to ask for a job because you got one, my friend. Yeah. Ha hands him a big mop and tells him to go clean out the fucking toilets. Now work hard and uh, don't expect to see your wife anytime soon. <laughs> She'll be working hard, too. Gar's like, I don't get I don't understand what that means, but OK. But all right. She starts plunging out a shit filled toilet. You've, you've never seen a cleaner never seen a cleaner uh dish sink in your life tony forcefully then tells buster who is on the ski patrol to go put up signs everywhere that says restricted area buster however is skeptical because he goes off and looks for the girl himself against tony's orders because tony here is playing the mayor's part or no sort of. what's the analogy because the mrs real would be the mayor yes tony would be both like Kind Isn't of Tony Brody? But Tony is also Brody. 
Yes. I guess. But Tony's like, Tony's doing what he's being told. Brody was like strictly like, no, it's a big fucking shark. But Tony's the first one that notices what's happening. I guess. Yes. Which so is I guess Chief be, Brody. Yes. While searching, however, Buster comes off his skis and then hangs off a rock slide and then gets pawed and <laughs> snow beasted. Pawed and dies. A big, fat, fuzzy arm just kind of pats him on the head and then just smash cut to commercial. We then see a family at a local barn. Maybe it's a Cracker Barrel. I don't know. It's one of those mountaintop barns that you're always reading about. <laughs> yeah, where you put away the, the Budweiser Clydesdales. Yeah. The kid runs into the barn and then comes back outside and he's like, there's something bad in there. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! He says, don't go in there. That first step is a doozy. Dad investigates and finds what's-her-name's body from the first scene. Yeah. So, so we found her, folks. So there's we, some closure, I guess. We got her. Time to ship her back off to her family. Tony arrives at the lodge and wants to talk to the sheriff that's there, but the sheriff gets called by a potential murder at the barn and rides off. Tony the then, sheriff is Clint Walker from from Killdozer. Tony so later he's got a very deep, resonant voice. I have to go. I have so to long. do this thing. I've got a whole mountain of. <laughs> I've got to get this. I got to get this runway built by tonight. Killdozer or no? I got a Killdozer just doing donuts in my camp right now. Oh, what a great scene! Great just, movie. Just kill those. Just going back and forth. Just like, just fuck you. Fuck just this tent. Backing up. Yeah. Fuck this radio. And then it's like laughing. It's got the like. <laughs> it's got the shovel that it's like bumping up and down. Ah, oh, great. Tony later talks to Gar's wife Ellen, as they've had relations. Yes. Gar's wife Ellen basically outlines the fact that Gar, look, Mark. I don't want to tell tales out of school. Okay. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but the ladies have been talking about Gar. Oh no. <laughs> and, is it about me or is it about Gar? Well, first it was about Gar. Then it, oh, that's then it good. transitioned to you, but oh, no. the consensus for both subjects, low T. Ah, oh, not my tea. <laughs> Alan says that Gar can't handle not being in the spotlight anymore because apparently he won the Winter Olympics gold in 1964. And here we are in 1977. And now it's just he's he's barely put on a pair of skis since the, he was in the Olympics. All right. So, yeah. So Gar and I have the same problem, except he's w accomplished something. Yes. And I haven't. Yes. So you're like birds of a feather. Like the same dude. Like I'm an Olympic athlete, except I haven't done the thing. You haven't been to the Olympics or been anywhere in that physical shape to even be on like an amateur level. Or but, even like, yeah, mistaken for that person in the Olympic village. But literally you're the same person. But the end I, result. I so if you think about that. Both having low T, both being horribly depressed. Having, yes. Yeah, no yes. T and depressed and cleaning uh, shit out of toilets. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, me well, and Michael uh, Phelps, basically the same dude. I mean, it's I, I could see it. Gar Ellen says that Gar can't handle it. And she's like, I don't know. Like, 
he's a big piss baby who pisses all the time, pisses the bed. And so I got to clean up like piss covered sheets because he's constantly pissing in them. Yeah, I got the rubber it, sheets, but it wasn't good enough. Like, it's just like it's, he like pisses it, through the rubber, <laughs> like it messed up the carpet. I don't know how it is. It is literally a, just an, I get up in the morning and it's just an avalanche of piss all over because he just flings out of bed and it's like ripping off like a. You know, like a, tar, like a tarp over happening. a grill. Like, time to get here. Time for a great another another great day. And, it's and just, then just, just all over lashes all over the walls, all over the floorboards. It just our room is just covered in piss all the time because he's a colossal piss baby who won't stop pissing. But you're a real man, aren't you? <laughs> Let me feel those muscles. <laughs> Apparently, the two of them have had relations in the past, but Tony says that he still loves Ellen. So maybe, maybe Tony, Tony, Tony says, look, Garment, we can't talk maybe. about this relationship too much. I have to keep it secret. We screwed. <laughs> I just want to be clear on this. I, I had sex with this lady at one point in both of our lives. All right. Uh, uh, yes, and I, I will have the eclair. It would that look delicious? That, that that sounds wonderful. I, just, I want that. Uh, and coffee would be wonderful as well. Do you, do you want one? Do you want you usually would have one after you know when we would have after relations. we had sex after we had sexual relations with one another, but that you know, it's I know the taste change. <laughs> yeah. Mine haven't though, because I'm still into you. <laughs> <laughs> but this eclair, this you want to you probably should try this eclair. Cream pill, deli- oh, delicious oh. chocolate oh. on top. Oh. Why don't they let us write these, Mark? That's what I want to know. Why don't they let us write uh, tense sexual scenes between two characters? No, why don't they let us write these things where it's like we obviously are discussing important facts, but uh, the cards on the board would literally say the eclair scene where one character just just <laughs> describes an pain, eclair to another. Painstakingly describes an eclair he's looking at on not even like the real dessert tray. It's that fake plastic one that they bring around to be like, we have the carrot cake, we have the coconut, we have this, and we have the eclair. No, I, I disagree. I, I feel like an EP would come through and be like, so I noticed that for act one, act two, and act three, you have at least two piss baby cards. <laughs> it, are, are these different scenes? Are they the same scene? And we're like, well. Well, I mean, they'll be different. Yes, but they're broken feel- up by commercial breaks, so. Yeah, you want to you got to reset the stakes. So you end an act with somebody complaining about a character being a piss baby. Being a piss baby. What if what if I'm just what if Joe six pay Joe six pack is flipping through lands on it after the commercial. We have to reset. So we have to explain again that this guy is a colossal piss baby who's flooding his 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 apartment (laughs) with piss. With piss. Which just he's a piss baby. Just down the stairs into the gutters outside, just full of piss. And then the EP just takes a breath, rubs his eyes, and just. Did we already pay you? <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Very much so. All right. I'll, I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. All right. Just don't, don't, just stop, stop vaping in this bungalow. Try not to burn the place down. You got it, boss. So I'm like, I have a hot plate that's just full of ramen noodles. Yeah. You're like, I love these. It's the only way to dry out my uh, oily rags. <laughs> the sheriff arrives at the crime scene, which is at the barn, while Tony and Gar go and have a relaxing soak in a hot spring. <laughs> in a talk, hot tub. And talk for about no reason. Bigfoots. 
Gar is all right. So Tony, Tony wants Gar to go shoot this fucker. He's like, look, uh, you did the biathlon. I know what that means. You ski and you shoot. I need you to Does do he say those. you did the biathlon? I don't think so, but he assumes that he did the biathlon. You can kill something. Because this was the big question that I had throughout this movie where he's like, you want me to help you kill this monster, don't you? And he's like, yep. And I was like, this guy, for all we know, this guy could be a figure skater. <laughs> no. You don't know that he's great at shooting something, but I guess no, he's yeah, a, he was he's a, he was built he was, like a sh- he's built like a brick house. So sure, I guess. No, he won he won gold in curling, and he's like, I like I know you can handle a gun. All right, yeah. <laughs> you can handle a broom. You can handle you a can gun. Handle a gun. Uh, Gar is offended that he's been hired as a as a as a hired gun to kill. Okay, so this is okay. This got but he wasn't. Of- he was originally hired to clean the shit. Now we're giving you a job to kill a monster. To do something you're better at, shooting and kill, taking the life from something. Shooting an innocent creature. This is the thing that Gar bumps on. He's like, I'm offended that you're trying to hire me as a as a hired gun to shoot like some poor defenseless creature. Because they're talking about like, you know, potentially Bigfoots can can come. Like the 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 angle that this movie takes is what throws me for a loop that Gar's initially like put off by this because he wouldn't want to shoot something as noble as a creature as a big flight <laughs> that killed that woman <laughs> that killed that woman which Tony Tony says because uh, they're under the impression that the woman that died or the woman that's missing was lost in an avalanche but Tony's like no whatever that thing was that was in the woods probably killed that woman so you Maybe. need to you need an eye for an eye. You need to take its life. <laughs> I'll help. I'll give you the gun and the bullets, but I'm going to yeah. point you in the right direction and you're going to do it. You're going to do the right thing. Andrew. Yeah. It, it's, it's also so strange because it's like a beach that has a shark is an issue. Yes. A mountain that has a Bigfoot is like a huge moneymaker. Yeah. Go, go potentially. Come right. See. Like, Come see, come you know, see, death, the, come see the death woods. Potentially, potentially, you could also get killed by the snow beast. Haven't you? Haven't you ever been like, oh, I could play ski free and just get past that yeti? Well, now's your now, chance. Now you can try. Yeah, there's enough murder mystery tours to take place that uh, you know it's like come, come see where the the woman was horribly mangled by the yeti. Yes. Instead, I don't no, know. They it, like it's go just bizarre that they're like going to kill. We're going to kill a mythical creature and we're going to cover it up. I would be like, no, I, if you're worried about money, I feel like you could spin this. Mark. Yes. It's, it's sad that that woman, Oh, they're going to kill that poor woman. Let me, let me say something here. It's the 50th anniversary of the winter carnival. I didn't, I wasn't thinking about that. All right. If it was the 48th. Yeah. Tank it. Who gives a shit? Sure. Who gives a hell? Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you have to cancel some things. You cancel some things. But this is this is the 50th. This is the big one. Yeah. All right. So we got to get we got to make sure this goes so off. We got to kill hitch. that Yeti. We got to kill that Yeti or we got to kill a guy in a Yeti costume. <laughs> I don't care how you do it. He's a so, crazy person. <laughs> I just need a dead thing that looks like a Yeti to stuff and put in the lodge. The also also this is the, the other part that cracked me up is is Gar knows a lot about Bigfoot's 
because Ellen, his wife, is a reporter who apparently did some kind of painstaking multi-part report about yeah. Bigfoot sightings across the country. Yeah, she works the Yeti beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess there's if somebody has to, she's like, I do the courts, I do the police blotter, and I got the Yeti beat. I don't I know how. The Yeti beat. I, I hate it. Like usually I have to be, I'm the one that's up at one in the morning having to listen to the police scanner to hear if there's the Yeti call. Uh, you know, the tones that happen, you know, like, is this the Yeti? No, no, that's the count. That's a county over and it's not the Yeti call. Yeah, that's not a Yeti. We have so much more skiing because Ellen, who's the reporter, <laughs> overhears that the police are talking about this potential murder that's in the barn. And she skis out there to go take a look for herself. She spies some large tracks in the snow and starts following them. Act two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an act out on the commercial, but it's the act is probably when he says, come kill this fucking animal. (laughs) Andrew, how many job offers have you received while in a hot tub with another dude? None that I can say on this podcast, but (laughs) okay. But it's happened. I mean, we've all, you know, we all, we all enjoy going, going to the gym every once in a while, don't we? And taking a job or two (laughs) in the hot tub. And no, it's, it's, it's embarrassing because I always hand over my resume and it's just dissolving. It's just, it's all way because, because you didn't print it because you printed it at home. It's like, if you, I didn't do a laminate, if you cough on it wrong, that ink is smearing everywhere. Awful. And they're like, Oh, so you've, um, my fucker turn hers before and i was like oh boy have i <laughs> that's what i majored in tony and gar also head out to the barn at the sheriff's request while ellen follows the tracks sheriff says uh the girl she ain't got no she says he says her they took her face off <laughs> So now we're looking for a Yeti wearing a woman's face. Okay, so now there's something. Let's go to the lodge. Let's just start really looking at people's faces to see if it's a real person or a large mythical creature that happens to be wearing a human's face that they tore off in the woods. Yes. Now it's a movie. They're looking around the bar. There's like an obvious Yeti with a champagne (laughs) uh, flute. And they're like, can't. No, it's not. This room's clear. This room's clear. (laughs) Just phew. Tony says that he found the <laughs> the Yeti wipes its face and yeah, takes face the whole, calms off. Yeah, the whole face flows off. Bloody smear across its face goes back to the champagne flute. Uh, then does it? Oh, then does a Mrs. Doubtfire puts his face in a cake. It's back on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> now this is good. Now this see, see see. Now this is us in the bungalow throwing pencils at the ceiling, being like. Yeah, we got it all figured out. Meanwhile, the writer of Psycho is like, "Who, who are Why you? Do they bring what is happening?" In? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, you, we know. You go, go. Oh, you can, you can coast on home for the holidays all you want, but now why don't you step aside and let the real <laughs> talent take the reins? Why don't you go to Carla's, have a long lunch? All right, buddy, we're we got it from here. Yeti says hello. Yes, and, and everyone laughs. It's a it's a big laugh. We all love it. Uh, Tony says, "Hey, I found the jacket that this lady was wearing, and I know she ain't got no face anymore, but that's how I know that it's the lady that's missing." The sheriff says, um, "Well, that's curious because usually if somebody was reported dead and there was like a thing shredded up, you might want to tell the police, but I don't know. 
Apparently, you're just doing your own thing on the mountain. The real the Relagio has its own laws and bylaws, and I am no part of it. Tony says, "Well, here's the deal. Look, I don't want you to freak out, but there's there's some reports of a monster and some low T in the area." And he winks at him, and he's like, "I, I hear what you're saying, boss." Yeah, yeah. Ellen follows the tracks to the cliff where Buster fell and it's covered in blood. She also hears roaring. Gar then tells the sheriff what Ellen has reported on Bigfoots because the sheriff's like, what are you two knuckleheads going on about? Like, are you sure this isn't a bear? He's like, no, it's a Bigfoot. Swear to God, my my dumb wife who hates me says that they're all over the place. Says that there's big hairy creatures that eat people (laughs) that live in the woods. Okay. I see. It's like no, no. It's like a, it's like a thing, and they like sleep they in hibernate caves. during the winter. Sometimes, you know, when in Yellowstone Park, they wear they wear a tie, wear a tie steel picnic baskets, steel picnic ba- a bear. No, That's a bear. You're talking about a bear. I know what a bear looks like. They're on the California flag, for God's sakes. Yes, that's a bear. <laughs> oh God. No, that's a yeti. That's oh, a yeti. God. We know these. They're going extinct in certain parts of the world. He's like, all right, then tell me what a bear is then. He's like, I got to explain a bear to you. Oh, God. Get off my ass. Gar tells the sheriff what he's reported at, what Ellen's reported on regarding Bigfoots. The sheriff says, look, uh, monster thing aside, if anyone asks, I don't know, she's killed by a grizzly bear, like... Like, you buy that? Just, just tell, just tell them whatever problem they want to hear. But tomorrow, give her, he wants give her friend a like month of free ski passes. No one's ever going to talk about this again. Yeah, no, she was, she was killed by a bear. But uh, let's come up here and shoot at stuff tomorrow. Cool, got it, awesome. Meanwhile, Ellen eats shit in the snow, but then gets right back up and outruns the POV camera that's following her. The carnival is getting ready uh, back at the lodge for the big snow queen reveal at the gym. However, for some reason, I don't know if it's like a moth and it's attracted to the lights or whatever. Uh, Yeah, the creature has to appear. The creature, the snow beast was mad that it wasn't on the ballot for snow queen this year. He's like, oh, that's bullshit. I would have permed my hair. I would have fucking won. I would have won. I had such a better answer and I look great in a swimsuit. You call that you, you call um, juggling a talent ridiculous. I, I I play piano and I murder people. I can do it at the same time. All right. I wear people's faces when I play piano. And so if you, if you're trying to tell me that that's not snow queen material, then this is one fucked up 50th anniversary wedding or uh, winter carnival. All right. It's fucked up. Cut to, I got to let people know. Cut to the first annual snow queen cutting off someone's face and playing, uh, (laughs) playing for for Elise. She's like, yeah, that is, that is, that is what the Snow Queen is. <laughs> the Snow Beast like pounds on the window and he's like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys <laughs> doing in here? Are you guys making a movie? Are you guys making a movie? Everyone freaks out and uh, then it like menaces a truck that pulls up. This woman is a woman shows up in a truck at the absolute worst time. <laughs> She's like, I got to go to some goddamn Snow Queen 
bullshit. Ah, I fucking hate everyone in this stupid podunk town. I wish I would die. And then a Sobeys just comes rambling up. Like, oh. Ice delivery. Ice delivery. <laughs> Feel like you guys got enough. Oh, no. So this thing kills claws in the window and kills this woman driving kills a truck. some stranger, some There's random a person. Panic at the gym. Mrs. Rill falls over. The crown get the crown gets smashed. It's supposed to be very poetic, but this all feels very sudden. None of it I, means anything. I don't really know or why, like what the fuck happened here, but apparently everyone runs and it's all very chaotic. Mrs. Rill, Sylvia Brown, what's her name? Sylvia Saint. Sylvia Sydney is carted off this movie. She's like, thanks guys. That's get, uh... get, that's a wrap for me. I gotta get going. Sylvia Sydney, everybody. Wrap on Sylvia Sydney, everybody. She gets put in the back of an ambulance, and she's like, "I should have listened to my stupid grandson, that stupid idiot." He bellowed at me from across the set. Barely understand what he's just simpering about all day, every day. But here we are. Gar is worried, uh, meanwhile, about getting back on his skis as he sits quietly alone in his house or apartment or ski chalet or cabin, whatever this is. Hotel room? I don't know what this is, but he's like, will I have the the wherewithal to ski again? Out at the barn, Ellen is sleeping, staking out the monster, I guess. I don't know why she's here, but she's here. Maybe she's hiding from the monster. Maybe that's why. But it, oh, it's but, got her scent. That's possible. Uh, but something jumps in through the barn, but it turns out that it's Gar. <laughs> who apparently was like, I had the, th- the same idea to stake out this monster, kill it where it lives. then Or just dress up a homeless man like a Getty and take it back. And yeah, and then take the prize. <laughs> Ellen and Gar then hash out their problems. Gar says, I was afraid of getting back in the skis. Something, something, a relationship, something, something. Apparently it's better now. They kiss and probably also bang. In the morning, however, uh, they've committed the cardinal sin of having sex during a horror film. And <laughs> the snow beast shows up and is like, you guys, you guys done in there? Hey, you guys banging. are you guys banging? Don't, don't bang, dude. Everyone, this is a public space. It's like your fucking dickhead friends who bring their girlfriend and then they have sex in the shower when you're like, go out. And it's like, it's rude. It's rude. That's what I'm saying. You have a befuddled look on your face, Mark. Has this happened to you? Yes, it has. (laughs) (laughs) Upsetting every time it happens. (laughs) It's like, you know, you like rent a place. And no, then, you know, your your Uber driver is like, hey, do no, you want me to come in for a second? No, no, it's like and he bangs his girlfriend. No, you you and some buddies, you know, it's like you have a you it's like you and some buddies and their significant others like go on some big like group outing. It's like, oh, it's a vacation or it's this or that. And it's like, yeah, everyone I'm <laughs> You, you you look like you look like I'm showing a mirror to a dog right now. Yeah, I can. I'm very confused. And and then they're like, oh, and then you just then you turn around and it's like the two of them went into the shower to fuck, and then they use the hot water all and the entire time. Oh, well, that's yeah, no, that's Incredibly wrong. Incredibly rude. That's wrong. It's a public space, and don't use all the hot water. Don't use the hot water. Sucks. <sighs> Stoby shows up. Starts banging on the yeah. barn door and is like, hey, it's a public space. It's very rude. Don't please. I, please don't bang. I sleep in there. Uh, Gar smashes open a window, but Snow Beast is there as well. Like uh, the, the Captain Kangaroo character. <laughs> the prestige. 
He's like, his arm's like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, the sheriff and the deputy and Tony arrive on snowmobiles because the snow beast is like, enough of this. This place is all played out. <laughs> Runs off into the woods while Tony meets up with Gar and Ellen, who are okay. Snow beast just wanted to take a shower. Yeah. Say, oh, you guys screwed in here. Why? Why would you do that? Ah, oh, God. This is supposed to be clean. You just do, and you used all the hot water. I I have so much matted fur. I need to. It takes me a while to soak out all this. Coming out. This it's that's just rude. It's rude. Like you guys can wait. That's rude. Act three. Ski patrol. uh, Tony, you seem pretty comfortable with this idea. Hmm? (laughs) Of banging the snow beast. (laughs) (laughs) Tony like. Shrug, like shakes his head, but then thinks about it. And then, hmm. all right. <laughs> the ski patrol has a memorial for Buster. And then at the ski lodge, this is how I want to go out at work, by the way. You want to die at a ski lodge or no, I, I, I want to patrol killed at work by a snow beast. Mm-hmm. Then I want you and everyone else in the front line to have loaded rifles and fire off one shot like at Radford just in the air just 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 absolutely just uh just dump a cap you know just look the air and Andrew Andrew knew that we lived in Southern California but he was really insistent that there be snowmobiles at his funeral so I, whatever I, I want, it takes. I want to tear up, tear up the asphalt. Just doing figure eights. Gonna rip this shit apart as these snowmobiles just drag his coffin around the lot. Just salute in one single tear. There goes the bravest man I ever yeah. saw. Coffin flips over, breaks open. My corpse tumbles into the ravine. He, this, this is good. He asked me to spend four thousand dollars to find a small child. In like a little blue jumper who would salute him <laughs> as he passes by. As a, as, a, as a snowmobile takes me through the uh, the Seder structure at Radford, just up to every single level. <laughs> yeah, just a little John Jr. Just <laughs> giving him a real farewell. I, yes, my final wishes need to be, they need to be considered. At the lodge, Tony meets... And then I come back and Tom O'Gara's like, hey, you're 15 minutes late. And I'm like, yeah, my buddy's... I had a fucking thing. And he's like, oh, that guy? He's like, all right, well, you know, I'm not going to come back 15 minutes early for you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. All right, (laughs) just whatever. Yeah, that's how, again, the show's still got to go on. That's the thing. got to do our jobs. At the lodge, Tony meets up with Gar and Ellen... But it's announced that the sheriff shot the son of a bitch right between the eyes. <laughs> Everyone excitedly runs outside. Off camera. Everyone excitedly runs outside uh, to see what, you know, it's like, oh, let's drag, drag back. The, the Here's the big problem. That, well, he uh, was, shot something. So here's the big here's at. the big thing that attacked the uh, Snow Queen and the, her festival. But Gar and Tony both know that it's not it because when we see the reveal of what he shot, it turns out that he shot Conan O'Brien's masturbating bear. (laughs) A tiger shot. It is a a uh, tiger shark. Oh, what? It is the crappiest bear costume. Uh, Just sprawled on a sled. But it also looks like a... (laughs) 
like a bear cub. Yeah. Like, it's like the type of thing where you're like, no, no, I don't think that's it. No, in the in the script, it said, you know, reveal big bear. On, the biggest fucking grizzly you've ever seen sled, in your life. And then Gar and Tony shake their heads no, because they know it's not a bit of, it wasn't a bear. But what they got was go to the costume store, get me a bear costume. <laughs> And they said a nice one. And they said, what am I no. made of money? <laughs> they so were like, this one still has a diaper that it's going to smack. Uh, and then consider it to be masturbating. Be like, that's fine. That's fine. Dun, 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 Gar wants to cut the bear open because he goes back to the sheriff and he says, if you want to see, he says, he says, look, he in says Jaws, it, was a, it was a bottom feeder in Jaws. They cut the shark open. So we have to cut the bear open. And they're like, we're not going to do that. Because he goes to the sheriff and he says, if you honestly believe the bear is the one that caused all of these problems, then if you cut it open, you're going to find, you know, human remains inside human things or a picnic basket. Probably both, if I had to take a guess. Uh, but the sheriff is like, he's like, look, asshole, what do you want me to do? All right. I shot a bear. I got off. Like I had a Clint Walker. All right. I, I went in the woods and I'm like, I have to kill something. I'm going to kill this bear. I killed the bear. Everyone feels better now because they think that whatever haunted the, the, the pageant is now gone. So and what do you want me to do? Release a press release that says, hey, watch out for a Yeti. Like, what the fuck? Eat my ass. Like, I don't fucking know what you want. And Gar's like, you make you make some fine points. <laughs> They're all very good points. So fine. So that he's like, all right, to put this shit to rest, you, me, Tony, and Ellen. And some other person. <laughs> we're going to make a four-person team. We're going go to kill that thing. We're going to go out in the woods, and Gar and Ellen are going to have sex in the shower, and it's going to be weird, and they're going to use all the hot water, and I'm going to be so, super pissed about it. Get comfortable with that, but <laughs> if we get around to it, we're going to try to kill a snow beast. They head up to the woods to find something. They get a camper, and they're like, all right, we're just going to stake it out, and we'll 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 kill something else. I don't. It doesn't matter if it's a human. An eagle, um, like a really large tree. We're, something's going to die at my hands, and yes. we're just going to be done with this. Uh, while they go snowmobile, Snow Beast scopes out the camper and throws their skis. He's like, <laughs> watch this. <laughs> Rips the ski rack off the back of it. It's like, <laughs> like now I got gotcha. you. Take that, dickhead. Way to double park, shithead. They come back and they, they they see that oh no he's gained sentience and that he's <laughs> he can open doors. He attacked he attacked his actual mortal enemy a uh, pair of skis. Tony and Ellen settle their hash uh, inside the the, the at, camper. At this at this point, the director is like, "Oh my god, we can't! <laughs> what is what is the what is the scariest thing that can happen?" And he's like, "We run out of filler, so he destroys the skis." It's like, oh, yeah, that is frightening. What oh, we my do to the, pad the out the rest terror of, the... of all inside, though, Tony and Ellen, because it's like Tony was obviously going to fuck Ellen at some point. He's like, yeah, I don't obviously. care. Mary. But apparently they have a conversation. Ellen's like, I know he has low T, but apparently he's better now because he has a purpose to kill. Take the life for this fucking beast. As long so... as he can kill something, he can screw me. So, so I guess that's what a marriage I, is. I guess that's fine. And he's uh, like, that's that's what the priest told me. <laughs> 
Tony says, well, wait a minute. It was between you and him and me. Why did you choose Gar? And she says, because Gar needed me more. And it's like depressing. That's that's never how it's worked out here's for a, me. Here's a guy who can't button his own shirt. And she's like, oh, he's so adorable. Oh, I need he needs me. I need to take care of him. Yeah. Andrew, every time like, I my, my Pischetti is too hot. He just <laughs> throws it on the floor. She's like, well, I'll, I'll have to leave this astronaut so that I can take care of you. I hate Gar. I hate him. Snow Beast knocks over some logs uh, that tip the uh, so snow Snow Beast is like I know that the Ewoks set these up to knock out some ATATs, but this really conveniently placed pile of logs. Yeah, what, I'm gonna what, kick it over. What lumberjack was up there that was like, oh, I'll just leave these. I don't know. I'll get to them. these. In, I'll get to these in the spring. Because Tony. Ellen and Gar are outside the camper. The sheriff is inside the camper. Snow Beast knocks over a big avalanche of logs that managed to knock the camper over. The brain trust runs away, leaving the sheriff to be the sacrificial lamb to just get Snow Beasted uh, all day, every day. But also somehow the logs break through the only window and make a 90 degree turn so that they can also hit. Yeah. Flint Walker. It's magic. So like none of it makes sense. Magic, but it's, it's like, log. yeah, it got him. It got him. Back. Go back to, to frame 733 of Snow Beast. Yeah. The log goes back and, and to the left. Andrew Clint Walker. Back. Andrew and Clint Walker. Clint Walker. Snow Beast knocks over some things. He kills Clint Walker. All right. The brain trust heads to the barn and they're like, all right, we got away from the Snow Beast. What should we do now? And they say, oh, I know. Let's go back to the camper. <laughs> I don't understand this bit of business because they're like, we ran away from the, the camper. And now seconds later, they're like, hey, let's go to the camper. I hear we got guns in there. <laughs> well, there's guns in there, right? So they're like, all right, we survived that. Let's go back. Maybe it's safe enough to get guns. But they don't say that. They just say, <laughs> you guys want to go to the camper? Like, yeah, I guess. Yes. I guess we can fuck in the shower again. Like, no, not for oh jeez. They're gonna they're guard Tony's like they're they're <laughs> they're gonna fucking do it. I know they are. They're gonna say they're not, but they're gonna. Uh they go into the camper that's overturned and they can't find the rifles, just skis. The sheriff's body is also missing. Tony finds a service revolver in the cab and fires at the snow beast who has shown up and like is like err. Uh, it's, it's me the snow beast you're afraid of the claw uh he throws the he takes he takes a couple shots at the snow beast then he throws the gun to gar and he's like take the kill shot you take the shot take the shot take the <laughs> Finish shot this off for me he throws the gun real cavalier like yeah, he's like it's loaded Ugh. it's cocked i don't know catch it or whatever yeah he's like uh finish the job you know what to do yeah take two the in, shot two in the dome and then then uh, you know I've got a I've got a note here in the Snowbee's handwriting as well that we can leave right by right by and then then it maybe maybe and, he's had, maybe he's had problems at home I don't know maybe that's why he died I I love the idea of somebody shooting uh, a monster two uh, several times and then handing me the gun and being like uh, so if it doesn't die after you shoot it it's your fault. 
And I'm like, well, you already shot it a bunch of times, man. Why is it? Why is it my responsibility now? Just is. All right. You're the one with the bloodlust that was an Olympic gold medalist <laughs> with... shooting things. He's like, I'm telling you. I know it was the, the slalom. Last, the last was... time. I, I, yeah, I did the skeleton. That's all I did. I laid on a board and went down a luge. That's I all that a happened. little bit faster than other people. That's that's, that's it. Why do you literally... think I'm good at shooting something? Just because I have a winter gold medal doesn't not everyone was a marksman at the Winter Olympics. It's like, I don't that doesn't sound. I don't know. I shot. I already shot it a bunch of times. Now it's your responsibility. (laughs) Cool. Thanks. A POV camera tries to track down Gar for what felt like the rest of my life. (laughs) Until Gar finally catches up with that POV camera and just dumps a clip into it. He fires like 40 times. Yeah. It's like, it's a six shooter, but he's just like, bang, 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 bang. And he's like putting more, he's like. Uh, and then to really embarrass it, stabs it with a ski pole. Stabs it with, oh my God. So this and, upset and me. And hell's hard. I, and, and it, and hell's hard. I stab at thee. Yeah. He stabs it with a ski pole, but from what I can tell, it's only the like, two inches that are at the end of a ski pole it yes. doesn't even go all the way through the snow beast because we which don't, would be a dignified end we don't see uh we don't see the snow beast get stabbed we just see the pov and we now see he, get, he gets some, soaked the camera operator poked. is holding the pole as he like walks backwards with the camera uh, and then it sends, which sends this thing over the cliff. And when I mean this thing, I mean the POV camera, not the monster. Cause again, all we're seeing is a point of view camera, just kind of amble backwards down a cliff. Yeah. Uh, our heroes look over it and say, tis ski, ski pole LA killed the beast. That killed the beast. And that's the end of uh, snow beasts. Mark, what did you think of this movie? Andrew, I hated this movie. I no. thought it sucked. No. I thought it was boring. No, it was fun. It took a, it took a bunch of watches to get through. No, we had fun. it was fun. It was fun. I thought it was boring. I thought it was poorly made. I thought it was a misuse of Clint Walker and Bo Svensson. Uh-huh. Um... I wanted to see the monster. I wanted to see the snow beast. We see the snow beast, and then we figure out very quickly why we don't see more of the snow beast. Because <laughs> they said, go to the costume store and get us a bear costume. And they said, should we also get a Yeti costume? And he's like, oh, no. you're, that's a good idea. And then they, they're like, they only had two bear costumes. So that's what I got. So I guess we can spray paint it white, call it a yeah. day. Cause... Get, me, get me some flocking for a from a... Uh... A Christmas tree lot. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Yeti, the Yeti when it shows up, it's not the, the most. It's, it's it Bruce, it ain't from Jaws, and they knew how to pick and choose their shots of that dumb shark as well. And they, yeah, there is, and there's no smile, you son of a bitch moment here. It is strictly just like I thought the acting was bad. I Bo Svensson, like I was like, okay. Bo Svensson is the most, like, unique character, correct? Yeah. Like, he's got the most going on. 
Yeah. And it still sucks. Oh. And I was like, give him something. Give him... He had low tea. Tea. Well, yes, obviously that makes him relatable. Obviously that makes him understandable. But that also makes me just like him because he's like me. Oh, I see. So anytime you see a character that you can relate to, you're just like, that's something about this guy. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Uh, I agree. I think uh, there's probably something here. I just feel like they were just like, we watched Jaws. It's like Jaws at a ski lodge. I mean, how can you gussy it up? Okay. Have um, it be a killer bear. Like the fact that it's a mythical beast that no one's ever seen is an issue for me. Like I said at the top of the show, like I was like, no, that's a big deal that you have a Yeti on your mountain. Yeah. You don't kill it and cover it up. You make that like a big thing. Well, also, if you made it a bear, I mean, you it, now it's literally like Jaws where it's like if somebody did drag a bear back and they're like, oh, so we've solved the problem. You got the bear. Yeah. And it's like, but now that you know it's a Yeti, you're like, well, obviously, if you bring back a bear and not a Yeti, it's not the right thing. That That's you not the thing. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Uh, the, way too much. I was watching this in double time of just like meandering ski shots. I don't know what scene. I get the scene we're trying to set here, but like quietly swimming in a dark lake. This ain't. This is just like. No, this is just cruising. shots of like. Hey, wouldn't it be fun to go to Mammoth? Yeah. Like, there's just, nothing ominous. There's nothing worrying about it. Yes, and just watching it's just people having fun. Watching guards cruise down the hill like by himself. That must be fun. You know, you're not constantly having to wait and bump around people. You just, you just ski down the hill, you know, skiing. I've never been skiing, but it seems like it could be fun. Oh, you've never skied? No, I would end up dying quickly. It's a good time. Uh, but it seems like it could be fun. And we we see that it could be fun because at least 25 minutes of the runtime of this movie, and it's, it's 90 minutes, skiing. is just... Yeah. Skiing B-roll. It's nice to see that our actors also know how to ski, because it's it's certainly them doing all the skiing. Is it? I'm pretty sure, because we see them take off at least. Oh come on, Andrew, watch me. Here I go. Mark skiing, everybody. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe they fooled me then. But I don't. This doesn't feel like the kind of movie that they would spring for a stunt coordinator. <laughs> they're like, I don't know, just go. Just no, do it. When they did the interview, they're like, okay, who's available? Clint Clint Walker? Great. Can he ski? His agent's like, I maybe. He can stand up and he can lean forward slightly while drunk. Actors like, actors that. actors in the 50s and 60s, I feel like all of them knew how to ski. Yes. Because like I feel like much like how Palm Springs used to be like the centerpiece of like when Hollywood goes recreation. So was also like Big Bear or, you know, Ski Lodge. Yeah. Yes. That it's like celebrity back then. You would either see them in the desert at Palm Springs or you would see them at the ski resorts. That's because like me personally, I consider those to be both rich people things. You've been to Palm Springs. I mean, I have, but I also have never been golfing. Like when I say I'm out, I'm like Bob Hope going golfing in Palm Springs. That's what I'm getting at. Andrew, have you ever sweat a ton? Have I ever sweat a ton? Yeah. I'm a big fat piece of shit. So you do the math. 
then you have you have experienced Palm Springs as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I'm saying I've been there, but like, and it you, sucks. You go there and you're like, oh, it's everyone's like, oh, look at the architecture. But if I like to golf, I probably would like it more. No, you want to golf where it's 110, 115 degrees. God damn it. Well, having never been golfing either, I, I don't know these things. I went golfing once with super fan Mike Gonzalez and I cried. I hated it. Oh no. Why did you cry? Cause it's cause it was endless. I was, I was like, this is a death March. This is the worst experience of my life. And he was like, just hit the ball towards the thing. And I was like, what do you think I've been doing? But you get to drive around in a little cart. No, there weren't carts. Oh, you're just walking around. That sucks. Sorry. Andrew, what are we would, watching? Would you recommend Snow Beast? Never. Okay. I hate it. All right. Don't. All right. Snow Beast. That's a pass from both of us. What are we watching for next time? Well, uh, we are watching this. It's another monster movie because we are talking about Monster March. From 1978, airing on CBS, it is Devil Dog, the Hound of Hell. I was almost wishing that you'd find something wrong. I was hoping there'd be an explanation. For what? Things that have been happening lately. Terrible things, eh? <laughs> I feel foolish even talking about it. It's as if some evil power has moved into my house. My family's changed. Charlie and Bonnie. <laughs> They're different. How long has this been going on? Ever since we got that new dog. That's right, Mark. This dog is gonna be the Andrew. I swear, I I've seen the Poochie episode of The Simpsons. I don't. Uh, this, this doesn't count. I need the dog is the original hound from hell. Cerberus. I'm sorry, but uh, aren't these just buzzwords that stupid people use to make themselves sound smart? I'm fired, aren't I? The rest of you, come up with a name. Something like Poochie, but, you know, better. So, we're good with Poochie? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. That's right, it's uh, CBS's Devil Dog, the Hound from Hell. Uh, you know, I've, I've been to Devil Dog. It's good. They put a little bit of chili on that thing, and uh, it's like tater tots. It's pretty good. Uh, I, Andrew, I've been to Worst House and I've been to Cock Dog. And, uh, do we have, do we have the, uh, expletive, uh, warning on our show? Am I allowed to describe what it is like to go to Cock Dog on West Hall, in, uh, Santa uh, Monica Boulevard? Uh, we're on, yeah, we're on a 10 second delay. So I, I guess if they're going <laughs> to, they'll drive, if they'll drop the audio, they'll drop the audio. All right. It's um, it's just it's a hot dog place, right? Just uh... yeah, that's all it is. Okay, <laughs> that's for oh, next time. Oh, they're hot. <laughs> These dogs are so hot. 
Uh, that's for next time here on Television Movie Night. If you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can email us at TV Movie Night Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can subscribe to us and listen to us on iTunes. Leave a review there. It would very much help us out. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify and also on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more. SoundCloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. Mark, before we go, is there anything else? Andrew, um, I have to tell. I have. I know I'm not supposed to share this okay. stuff. No, no, it's fine. No, it's not supposed to be a personal show. It is, but it is. Um, obviously, my doctor. My doctor told me that the ladies have been talking. Oh no. And that was a, that was a lot of hard information. That's not how it's supposed to come to you. Uh, she recommended that I kill a mythical creature. Uh, so, um, Andrew, if, uh, if any of the ladies are asking, uh, I did kill the Hydra, and, uh, it didn't help my team. Oh, no. Well, maybe, maybe next time. Mm-hmm.